0: The dawn of civilization, primitive, (laughs) dangerous, (laughs) exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey
1: everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I am here with my co-host, Brendan. Today we are joined by a special guest. We have Peter who runs Yugoth Records. Uh, it's a mixed format record uh, label that does tapes, uh, also digital stuff, and they have a ton of cool stuff from both the Dungeon Synth world and from the Black Metal world. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Anytime. We do vinyl, too. You didn't mention that, but... Oh, no. there you go. And okay, also
1: CDs, too. There you go. That's that's why I was <laughs> should have asked you. Um, no, that's why... You want- <laughs> Do you want to tell people a little bit about the label then? What you do, what your like uh, sort of ethos is, and uh, how long you've been around?
2: Yeah, the label. Uh, the label started in 1998, and it started basically with me just releasing my own stuff, um, more of just a a way to keep me from you know keep me releasing new music, but then it, it kind of organically grew from that, um, and I started adding other, um, like minded artists. So, but but the focus has always been kind of on the avant-garde end of the spectrum. So a lot of, uh, you know, electronic, a lot of experimental, you know, there's some experimental jazz on there. Some, I also compose yeah. classical. So I write a lot of new, new music, like new classical. So there's a lot of that um, and a lot of metal too. So it's kind of, it's really eclectic, which, which is what I like about it. But I would say what ties everything together is, is the avant-garde nature and it's very pure So everything I put out is something that is kind of curated by me. So it's a lot of friends that that I work with. And so it's really become like a family, really, which is really great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. Totally. So, you know, it's not about I mean, obviously, it's not commercial at all. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it's just about it's totally about free expression and and just like free to do whatever, really. But I would say, like, it, it a lot of the influences like on the horror spectrum. So there's a lot of like Lovecraft, like cosmic horror type stuff, and there's definitely that element to to most of it. So fantasy or horror. So
1: you know, it's a lot of that.
2: Um, so I would say that's kind of maybe the thread that runs through it.
1: Very cool. I mean, if you look at your Bandcamp and just kind of scroll down, mm-hmm. it's you can really tell. You yeah, definitely have. You definitely have some amazing album art that you've managed to put together with those albums.
2: Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. We spend a lot of like um, time and, and and we invest a lot into artists and because I think that's important, you know, especially when we do vinyl, you know, I want it to be like really good art and that, you know, it catches people's eye too. I think it's important. You know, When when I first started with the label, I was just doing like photographs and sort of. But I really am happy to have bring brought in such great artists, like visual artists too, into the label. And we have Josh Yell too that does all the um calligraphy for a lot of the stuff. So a okay. lot of that's like all the arcanist stuff, it's all like hand drawn. Wow.
1: So yeah, Very so cool. there's
2: no like fonts or anything like that. So it's like yeah, it's really we like you know, I like to keep it sort of organic like that, you know?
1: The style, like that kind of the art style, looking at like hyper uh is a hyperborea. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what about it, but something like uh, comes to mind of, um, like Candlemass. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's like the, the art style. Of, I'm, I'm just thinking of. Yeah,
2: especially the logo too, right? Like the. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I, I love
2: Candlemass actually. Me too. So, One of my I'm favorite bands. That. Yeah, Nightfall. That's my favorite. Yeah, I think.
1: It's Nightfall. That's what I was thinking of. Exactly. That's that's exactly yeah. the album I was
2: thinking of. Oh yeah. Of. I think that Scepter, the Scepter album, kind of has mm. that Nightfall look. It's that old art. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. The new scepter. But yeah, the um, Matt Jaff did the art for a lot of the stuff. He did the um, the Arcanist stuff. And also Phantom Flowers. So he's a great artist. He's actually on the West Coast. Okay. Uh, and I met him at Necronomicon, and we started working together. So
1: so can you tell us a little bit about Necronomicon? Because I didn't even know about that before now, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to hear it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Necronomicon is a... a I guess biannual. It's every, every two summers. Um, It's a a big festival in Providence that celebrates Lovecraft's work, but more so uh, it celebrates like the new, new artists and new musicians that are inspired by Lovecraft. So -hmm. it's not so much about him as it is about uh, the circle of artists that he kind of inspired. So, but it's great because it encompasses um, visual art and uh, music and Obviously, literature, there's a lot of readings and there's panels, panel discussions about different topics. So it's really great. And we get people from all over the world that come to Providence for that. So it's a lot Very of fun. Cool. Yeah, it's usually like a weekend and there's, there's a lot of great stuff happening. And yes. last last time they had uh, Surath Ungol played. Oh, wow. For That's Necronomicon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And before that, Godflesh played. So they get like some big acts. It's pretty awesome, actually.
1: Is that like an annual thing? Every year that happens?
2: Every two, every two summers. So two I think summers, the next okay. one's actually going to be this summer. This uh, well, next summer. So okay. Yeah. So I would nice. encourage people to come down or for it. It's really great. And and then we have like vending. There's a vending hall. So people sell art. I, I sell my music there. And uh, so that's been really good. That's cool. Yeah. So it's been going on since I guess. Let me think about this. I think 2013 was
1: the first one, maybe before that. I could be wrong. Okay. But it's been going on for a while now. It's, it's funny you mentioned Sirith Ungol, because that was the other artist I was thinking of I looked at the album art on your uh, oh, yeah, Bandcamp Because you have some really similar styles, the high that fantasy sort of.
2: Yeah, the epic kind of. Yeah,
1: exactly. Totally, totally. Um, Brendan, did you get a chance to uh, check out some of the, the bands on the label? I did. <laughs> Anything that uh, really stood out to you? I liked
0: um, I can't remember the name of it here. Hang on. Um oh, it was um, the the Chris uh Bazone. Yeah. Um, uh, Phantom Phantom, Flower. Phantom Flowers. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like was really cool. It was like really neat and trippy, you know, and it was just like nice and kind of calming and just like Yep. A little different, you know. I liked that a lot. And then um,
2: yeah, me and him actually <laughs> collaborated on that Seer album.
0: Oh, really? Cool.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's, um, he did all like the, the, the kind of the framework, like a uh, rough tracks, and then, then I kind of embellished on it. So it was kind of yeah. cool. We kind of did it like remotely, but it turned out really, I'm really <laughs> proud of that. So we're both really proud of that.
1: Is that the glimpsing into Oblivion album? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I love so it. So it's kind of
2: like, it's kind of like our comp- combined styles, which is cool. Yes. Um, but, yeah, he does a lot of work for Kadabra Records. You guys know them?
1: Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they do, so. like, um, <laughs> they do, like, recitation.
2: They do, like, spoken word stuff. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: no, no, I don't know them. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's pretty cool. So they do a lot of, like, Lovecraft, um, author Mack, and, like, a lot of the uh, weird fiction writers. And oh, cool. he does the music behind a lot of that.
1: Yeah, you should wow. check out that. That's a great label. Um, Is it cool. Kadabra, like, with a C or Kadabra with a K?
2: uh cadabra like abracadabra
1: cadabra okay okay yeah yeah yeah. there's a cadabra all right cadabra yeah
2: (laughs) but yeah that's a a, a cool label especially for like horror movies and stuff they released a lot of the fritzy stuff you know the um zombie like that movie like all the uh um what's his name fulci
1: yeah i love fulci
2: yeah so he did um fabio Fritzi did a lot of scores for that um okay so so they released some of his stuff too which is cool very cool so yeah that's that's cool that's a cool label to check out
1: so for you i mean you've been obviously doing this for a little bit what kind of got you into firstly two-part question what got you into this type of music and what made Mm -hmm. you want to start a label
2: yeah like i said i well i started writing music i went to school for composition so i got into writing and i was doing a lot of like film scores and stuff and like um yeah just doing metal just re- you know i was just like re- recording a lot of music uh-huh. so i was like i need to put it out and then i was like why don't i just do my own label so i just kind of started it and and it was it was never really like i'm never trying to be that big because i i'm so busy with other stuff like with the film i do a lot of film music and i yeah. also te- I also teach music so i didn't want it to like totally be it's more like i don't want to say a hobby but like it's like a labor of love, you know. Uh-huh. So I think, like, yeah, I just kind of got into it ju- just to spread, to put the music out there, really, you know. And that's awesome. kind of what what it's about. It's uh, I'm trying to obviously reach more people. You know, ho- hopefully it's growing. It's it, you know, it's kind of like a slow growth thing, but yeah, I think it's getting like a following now, which is cool, like underground following. So, um, but yeah, it's, so it's like kind of grassroots kind of thing, you know. And it's, the band uh... camp was really helpful with that, I think
1: definitely Bandcamp's a great platform for that type of thing like building community. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah and I feel like like people, you know, if something comes out and they, you know, a lot of people are they'll they'll buy it cuz they like follow the label. So it's really cool, you know. Mhm. So, so yeah. So that's been good. But yeah, I would say like I got into it just out of like wanting to release my music at the beginning, you know.
1: So it's kind of funny because I know so many people that had the exact same story as you, who saw the labels just to put their own stuff out. Right. and It kind of, it kind of grew to a point where like they had enough fans, that other bands started being like, Hey man, like, can I be on your label too?
2: Yeah. That happens a lot. Actually. A lot of people like message me, like, you know, that they want to be on the label, but you know, I have to kind of, yeah, it's, it's hard because I hate to like turn people down, but I mean, it's, it's, you know i i kind of have to be careful about how much i release you know what i mean of course mm-hmm. because you know it is like a business so at this point so yeah. but yeah i i love when people i always listen to something that someone sends you know but well, yeah I it's mean, pretty it's been pretty cool
1: the other thing is like um oversaturation which some labels definitely do
2: yeah exactly i don't want to do that that's what i said about like i kind of curate everything too you know i want to make sure it fits within the kind of mission statement or whatever, like the, like you said, the ethos of it. Right.
0: Right. right. So yeah. yeah,
2: that's important. So if someone sends me something and I'm like, wow, this is like really Lovecraftian and it has that, that vibe or it fits with the other artists, I'll definitely like consider it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah, says and it's, it's like... been... yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to say like this, it's kind of going in like a dungeon synthy direction too, which is cool. So.
1: Right yeah i was and, just gonna and, say it's like if someone sends you like a random thrash middle release it's like yeah, yeah i mean we have some not...
2: thrash on there too but
1: <laughs> well it has to be on the theme at least then that's yeah be like fantasy yeah.
2: Horror. yeah exactly that's the thing it can't be like totally left like ska like a ska album probably won't end up on there <laughs> nothing wrong with ska but like you know yeah you have it's... to draw the line somewhere right <laughs>
0: right right
2: Lovecraftian and ska or whatever
0: That'd be neat. There's I think like,
2: you yeah. can't bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make it happen. But I love like, um, I'm actually working on a new project with um my friend, and it's kind of like a, more like progressive rock, like 70s prog rock. Cool. So, so I'm excited about that. So I want to get into more of that too because I love like 70s prog stuff. Me too. Like Gentle Giant and like, um, mm-hmm. King Crimson, all that stuff. But, Magma. Yes. Yeah, so we're all... So that's kind of something I want to explore more, too, you know, with new releases. hmm And I feel like that's making a comeback a little bit, like the 70s prog.
1: Oh, definitely. Like Hollis, I, uh...
2: that band Hollis or whatever, from Sweden. Do you know them?
1: No, I don't know them.
2: H-A-L-L-A-S. They're kind of like more rock, too, but it definitely has a prog feel. Or even like Opath and stuff is another example, like... Right. Bring, bringing kind of the prog back to the mainstream, but...
1: I uh I actually own and operate a non-profit record label, um, cool. And I work with exclusively with artists from outside of the U.S. and Western Europe to try and help them get their music to Western audiences, basically. Nice. And uh, there's a ton of cool '70s style prog uh, that's undiscovered from those locations, like some really f- awesome I bet. stuff. Yeah.
2: Wow. I hope that comes out. Will that be coming out?
1: Yeah, I've, I've I, I now. got a couple up there. I'll send you a link after this. Yeah, to check send me out. a link.
2: That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, I always think about all the Prague stuff from that period that never maybe made it to the mainstream or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. There's so yeah, much. Yeah, that's
1: interesting to me. Yeah,
2: you know that band Cathedral from Long Island.
1: Yeah, they're great.
2: Yeah, it's like '70s Prague, but yeah, I discovered that recent. Oh well, not well, maybe like ten years ago, but
1: but yeah, I love that. There's another group from Washington uh, State called Cadabra. Oh, okay. Um, I just saw them live a few weeks back, and they blew my mind. Uh, oh wow! S- really cool '70s psychedelic, '70s inspired uh, psychedelic okay. stoner rock.
2: Oh, I gotta check that out. That sounds cool. That's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you've got the big one, which is blowing up across the world, which is uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which everyone knows now.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're pretty progressive. They're pr- really eclectic too, which is cool. They are. And yeah, prolific. It's like 10 yeah, totally. Here. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: <laughs> They're like pumped out like, I feel like eight records this year alone. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I like that they, they, expl-
2: they do like micro microtonal stuff too, which is cool. Like mm-hmm. quarter
1: tone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they do a lot of experimenting. But then they have like heavier stuff too, right? They do. Like,
1: the, the new album. The new album that came out is really. Yeah, it's like pretty heavy, really right? Pretty heavy. Yeah. I yeah. Did that one.
2: Yeah. Totally. They're cool.
1: The only yeah, thing is getting
0: like like, hippie-style music bands and then, like, also, like, heavy, like, psych and stuff, you know? Like, it's cool. So they get a lot of um, different kind of uh, festivals and whatnot. Like, they play kind of everywhere, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, it's it's one of those bands where it's, like, it's going to bankrupt you trying to own all their physical media. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. If you want want every vinyl, you got to take out a mortgage. Yeah, and they do all these
2: different like um versions of the vinyl too right yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's so it's like 12 versions of like the new album yeah i saw that yeah <laughs> they, wish, they I,
1: did I, wish that I had that the that. money
2: to do that for my label but...
1: right they did, they did a box set or something of vinyl i think it was like a couple of hundred bucks oh wow yeah it's a bit like the equivalent of you doing like a vinyl release compilation of your whole label basically right. the whole discussion yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly
2: i better get to work yeah they right <laughs>
1: Brendan, uh, did you did you have anything you want to chat about? I know you like had some questions lined up that you want to ask.
0: Oh, um, well, I guess um, you like started making music. Um, like, what was the, your first instrument you learned how to play? The first instrument was
2: actually violin when I was really young, but I didn't really like it that much, to be honest. So then I got we got a I got a drum set when I was like nine or ten. So I was so drums were actually that was the first instrument I started to play. Um and I started taking lessons. But then we had a piano at the house and my brother played piano, so I was always like fiddling around with that. And that's kind of how I got the bug of like writing music. And then I got a guitar and started like hijacking my brother's four track. Yeah. And like and like recording like these shitty metal riffs on there. <laughs> but like yeah, so it was just, I mean, most of it was, like, by ear at the beginning. So I was just, like, like exploring, like, really exploring stuff. Um, But, yeah, so I would say, like, drums and then piano, then guitar, and then, then that was it. But, yeah, so drums, that was the first instrument. But I, yeah. I got into, like, writing music early on. Like, I had that bug of, like, I want to, like, make music, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just, I loved making things as a kid, like Legos and, like, just putting shit together. And it made sense for me to, like approach music that way too like gotcha like construct stuff and yeah i really love that feeling so that's why like recording on the four track was really um yeah it was really really cool for me for my development you know
0: nice who were um who are you listening to like who inspired you back then
2: yeah i mean back then it was like mostly metal stuff so like def leppard and like iron maiden like judas priest and then I got into like heavier stuff, like you know, like Slayer and like Morbid Angel. Yeah. And then also like Ingve stuff like that, like that neoclassical stuff, like guitar playing, mm-hmm. and that and that kind of actually got me into classical music, which is weird. Like oh, like the neoclassical metal. Yeah. Like in the eighties, like late eighties, it got me like listening, and then like Frank Zappa. Like he was talking about his classical influences, all that stuff, got me into classical a lot, and that's where I got the bug of like, oh, I want to like compose like symphonies and stuff like that, you know. But, so yeah, it was weird because it started with metal, then I I got into classical through the back door, kind of, you know. Yeah. Like even though my brother was playing classical on on piano and stuff, it, it, it didn't really make an impression until I heard things like Stravinsky and more like. Perez like avant-garde classical that I was like wow classical can be this too you know
0: right
2: and then like film scores stuff like that so yeah but I would say like yeah it started off with like metal like thrash kind of stuff and you know nice. like uh, Queensryche stuff like that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but and Metallica
2: then- too I love Metallica when I was younger like like the early Metallica stuff yeah I was bummed when Metallica blew up cuz I'm like this is my band like now everyone likes it like
0: <laughs>
2: cuz at the beginning like no one really knew Metallica like like I felt like yeah. it was like my discovery like like this is my band it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think about that now and it makes me laugh but
1: it's on the radio.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like you know I only really recognize the f- their first
1: four albums whatever but you know what's right. funny is there's na- <laughs> th- th- there's now people like still trying to gatekeep Metallica. Like yeah, uh, it, it blew up even more within a whole another generation of new listeners because it was on the Stranger Things show. Exactly. You, you got all these old guys being like, like, keep Metallica or metal. I'm like, dude, you can't gatekeep a, sh- a band that has shirts at Target. Like, it's done. Oh,
2: totally. No, yeah, totally. I mean, they, they're that's not the same band, you know. Right when Cliff died, it just it's a different band, you know. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's silly. That whole stuff is so. I was getting arguments online because I try to defend Lars, but that never go, goes well. <laughs> but i just feel i'm like give the guy a break he made some good albums you know like like whatever right. he's old he's old now and he doesn't practice like that's fine but yeah people are just so like lars sucks and all this stuff and i'm like he didn't always suck like
1: <laughs> wasn't right. it james but, that said he's not uh, someone said like yeah lars is the best drummer in the world and he said he's not even the best drummer in metallica <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah actually yeah james well yeah i mean there's all that stuff but you know obviously he he me i mean, like. The early stuff, he sounded pretty good, I think. And yeah, but yeah, it they just downhill. lost their they lost their fire. Let's face it, you know. Yeah, right. It's just uh, just kind of like a business now, you know. I, I just, love Iron Maiden too, but it's the same way. They're just like pumping out shit. Like right. they're not really writing anymore. You know, it's just like a formula now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. I kind of wish I could produce these bands, like get in the studio and be like, okay, let's let's do this right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you you got this in you. I know you guys have this in you. Like, But, you know, everyone's just like, they're just like, yes, men now with them. You know, they're just like, yeah, let's yeah, just it's make great. money. Best
1: thing ever. Yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: this is going to be a new hit. Like, so there's like no integrity anymore. You know what I mean? Man. Right. But whatever, that's fine. It is what it is, you know.
1: That's how I felt about like
2: the last Ozzy Osbourne album. Yeah, I didn't even listen to that, but
1: it's, I'm sure it's, it was it's...
2: disappointing. <laughs>
1: Like, it's a shame because he has some really cool guests with a lot of talent on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, made them play some, like, shitty riff that, like, anyone could have played. I'm like, why would you go get this big name who's a great guitarist and make him play this boring riff? Like, why even have him on? Like, you know?
2: No, I know. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, just for, like, the name or something. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I was like, let him do his thing. Give him some free reign. You know, he could have done something really sweet that made that song awesome. That's right. true. I
2: I agree with that. I, I always like, if I try to work with people, like I, I always try to give them like the freedom to like, cause once you start putting someone in a box with like directions and like make it sound like this. Yeah. They're going to like, they're not going to be into it, you know, and they're right. not going to give you their best performance. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's better right. to have like, this is the kind of thing I'm going for. Can you do something like that? And just let them make something that. Right. They make. Or
2: you get someone for what they do. You're like, they're good at this. I'm going to bring them in to do that. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. That makes sense. So yeah, I mm-hmm. get what you're saying. I mean, those early Ozzy albums were great, you know.
1: Oh, amazing! They were yeah. so much fun. And the They're musicians
2: so- are so good on them, you know.
1: Right. I I mean, especially with like, I mean, it's sad what happens. They were on such a like forward momentum, and then the plane crash. And that was such I a know, freak I know. accident. Yeah, that was really like, tragic. Like, like, what what was the odds of that? You know what I mean? Like a a plane hitting a bus. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's yeah. silly. I don't know what happened with that, but yeah. So he was so young,
1: right? I know. Yeah. yeah he's just kind of like peaking his career. It, he was like a rising star. But I
2: even liked Jakey e. Lee when he came in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, but, you know, but that I guess like him and Sharon didn't get along or something. But I actually met Jakey e. Lee. I got his autograph. Oh. Huh. I got backstage cool. to Ozzy once, but Ozzy like took off. So I just met the band, but
1: still <laughs> <laughs> so cool. It was pretty cool. I know, yeah. but it would have been cool to meet Ozzy, but. Did you uh, see they have a new family podcast, The Osbornes collectively?
2: I saw that. Like, yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but that should be. I interesting.
1: checked it out. Oh yeah, it, it, it's yeah, is it good? uh good. I'm sure it's funny. is it's both funny, but also like a little sad. Like just seeing Ozzy so uh, yeah, Ozzy's
2: kind of a mess, right? Yeah,
1: he's just so frail. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, he has like Par- cool.
2: Parkinson's now or something, right? Yeah, right. but they
1: were saying that the family was saying like Parkinson's is, is Parkinson's isn't as bad as the media makes it out to be. Like um, right. it, he's actually all right with the Parkinson's, but it's actually a spinal injury that's caused oh. most of his problems. Oh, OK. Um, he had a really bad fall or something that smashed a bunch mm. of vertebrae. Oh, and wow. Then, uh, so he's I guess, probably just on like
2: pain meds or something.
1: I think so. But they talk about the whole the whole thing on the podcast. But basically, he went to some doctor who was a quack. Oh, Who no. did like super invasive surgery <laughs> that was way more extreme than it should have been? Oh wow! Um, and he's way worse off than before the surgery. Like, he, oh no, he, he was able to still tour and stuff. And like, if they had just let the spine heal, he could have been okay. But this guy fused a bunch of vertebrae or some shit. Like,
2: oh wow! And, yeah, I've uh, heard
1: about that. now he can barely stand. I guess. Oh man, that sucks. Um, so that's why he had to stop touring. That's actually why he pulled out of the uh, all those festivals he was playing.
2: Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's too bad. That's
0: wild. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, I was gonna say before uh, we were talking, uh, you mentioned uh, about teaching. Um, you teach music. Uh, How did you get into doing all that?
2: Yeah, I teach um, private lessons in in drums and piano and composition. I I think like after college, I was like, you know, I went to school for music, and then I got out and I'm, like, what am I gonna do now? Like. <laughs> So, I thought, like, teaching was kind of a good thing to get into. So, I was lucky enough to get a job at, like, a community center teaching. Okay. So, I do, like, one-on-one teaching. But now I also do, like, Zoom lessons with people. Um. So, but I still teach in person at the center. So, but it's, like, all ages now. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. And I have some good drummers there, too, so.
0: Oh, that's nice. I was about to ask, do you have, like, uh, people that, like, um, just going there and like you're like get out of here you guy, you don't even you know like
2: yeah some of them are really good but um you know i can always i've been playing for so long that i can usually show him stuff but there was well, one kid who played like like all these tool songs and i was like wow this is pretty yeah it's pretty <laughs> sick he's like high school kid yeah so I yeah that's cool yeah that was cool so that was fun but yeah yeah i like that a lot and I'm not, I, I don't teach that much because I'm doing so much other stuff, but I do like like doing that, like a couple of days a week, you know. Um, that's the thing about being like a musician and surviving. It's like, you kind of have to do a lot of different things, you know. Right. So I do like the film music. Um, I do the teaching and I do the label, you know. um, So that's, that helps with like, you know, surviving, I think. Like, yeah. it's important as an artist to sort of diversify, I think. Mm. And you got to kind of market yourself so right. yeah it's tricky i mean it took a long time to sort of get to the point where i'm just doing music now you know right but but it's cool to be able how to did, do that
0: yeah yeah how did you get into um the um sorry i'm blanking there the um like film scoring film, film sorry yeah yeah sorry
2: yeah yeah i think like um well, that was another thing. When I graduated, I was like, I had this degree in composition and I'm like, well, I can't write weird classical music to make money. So right. you have to, you have to kind of, so I was like, well, I like, I like, I always like films a lot. So, so I was, uh, I just thought it'd be cool to try to do music for film. So at first I went to like RISD, which is the big art school in, in um, Providence. And I was just like flyering, like, cause there was like a film department. Yeah. So I just put flyers up to do like a score for someone and I got some gigs through that. So so yeah, then I just like went to like got on Craigslist and just started doing it that way. But I it was like a steep learning curve though, because I hadn't like scored a film before and there weren't really classes at school for that. So I kinda had to learn um how to do it. You know, so the first thing I did was actually the bunny man like the first big film was the bunny man film, the first one. Yeah. So that was like a real steep kind of learning curve, but but it was like trial by fire. But that was really great, and the guys in California. So you know, we talked a lot on the phone about it, and, nice. and that turned out really good. But it's not my favorite when I listen to it now because it was so early on. But but it was definitely a good experience. So once that happened, it kind of you know I kind of got got out there a little bit and started getting more jobs. But yeah, so. Uh, that was really I love doing the film stuff cuz it's different than when I write other music it's with the film you kind of it's a collaborative thing with the filmmaker so I think right. it's 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 really sort of like a multimedia thing
0: Right but it's when not... it's
2: working it's like a really cool feeling when like the scene is working with the music and it's like yeah it's it's a lot of fun And it's just challenging too like sometimes you know they'll be like oh can you do like a latin jazz thing here I'm like yeah I guess like <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta like like figure out how to do this like style of music that you've never written before you know so it's always kind of weird weird challenges like that
0: all right and like you you can't obviously like just do it has to be original so you can't just like yeah exactly like soundtrack from whatever yeah
2: yeah no so but you know a lot of times i'll listen to something and like model it after that you know right if it's something like way out of my, my wheelhouse you know right but yeah, but I also did the Spine of Night too, which was a lot of fun. Do you guys know that it's an animation? No. The spine. Yeah, the, yeah, the Spine of Night. It's it actually released the soundtrack on the label, but it's okay. an R-rated animation. It was actually on Shutter. Oh, um, awesome! Love yeah, Shutter. Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless did some of the voices. Very cool. Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. So they had like some big people do voices. I'm trying to think who else is on there.
1: Is it still on Shutter?
2: Joe Mangiello, he did some of the voices. I, yeah, I think it is still on Shutter, or it should be. Check. Or you can probably get it through Amazon. So it's like okay. animation in the style of like heavy metal. You remember that and like yep. fire and ice, like like, like the old uh, Lord of the Rings, that kind of. Oh yeah. Backshe, you know
1: his stuff. Oh, I love this, like the like the old Hobbit, like the yeah, uh, so, like, color or something.
2: Yeah, you're gonna like it because if like, if you watch it, it looks like that style, like that. That, very cool that, Yeah, um...
0: Joe from back in the day like yep yeah okay. yeah
2: so that was so a was lot just... of fun it was like super gory too so i got to do and he was like oh can you do like do metal guitars here i'm like yeah fuck yeah like he was the director was super cool about me just doing either like the cl- classical or like going like metal or like experimental and we had nice. some other composers on it too yeah it was, it was a lot of fun
1: Looks like it's no longer on Shutter, but it's on AMC+, Plus and Amazon, and the Roku channel.
2: Oh, cool. No, Great. Yeah,
1: Anyone yeah. Anyone who's
2: nice. listening and wants to find it.
1: Yeah, we have the soundtrack,
2: too, on the label. So, it's violent. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it's pretty we violent. Actually, it's, there's a lot of killing in it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We
1: actually had, it's 81% on Rotten
0: Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes
2: oh wow that's good i didn't that know is that good.
1: yeah very sick cool. nice it's got 4.4 4 out of 5 on amazon
2: wow that's great yeah happy to hear there that
1: Yeah, congratulations
2: yeah <laughs> thanks <yet>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i'm glad yes yeah, so that was a lot of fun working that that director he's actually written a lot for netflix too oh really philip, that's cool. philip philip jillat yeah um so it was cool working with him i've known him for a while he's another guy that i met at necronomicon it's crazy oh
3: nice
2: yeah i've met so many cool people there and it's like yeah and everyone's into the same shit so it's like really a cool place to meet and great artists there yeah yep you guys should come out for the next one
0: when is it again
2: it's it's around August. It's going to be this August, so so well, then a year right. from now. A year from now, so gotcha. it's usually ar- around Lovecraft's birthday, which is August twentieth. So okay, um, yeah. So they try to line it up with that.
1: Nice. Very yeah, cool. it's yeah, a lot of fun. Just have to make a quick correction. It is on Shutter. I found it. Oh, is it?
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, I it thought just so
1: because they actually like produced it. I think. Oh, awesome! It, it just didn't come up. Um... On Google for some reason, but it is on the actual Shadow website. Oh, perfect. So, I mean, uh, we've obviously know that you like horror. Um, we just did yeah. an episode actually with uh, the guy Brandon who runs Horror Wolf, the podcast series. Um, okay. And we had like a whole hour, 20 minute horror episode. Uh, nice. Was, that's awesome. Great. So, we're wondering then, what is your favorite horror? Like a couple of movies.
3: Hmm. Well,
1: wow, that's and tough. none.
2: Uh, it's weird. I like some of the Japanese horror, like um. uh you ever see Cure? Do you know that movie? Yes, I like that a lot. Kurosawa, not the other Kurosawa, like the newer one, but um, yeah. And I, I don't know so much. I mean, I love Exorcist three for some reason.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, that's not. That's very normal. A lot yeah. of people love Exorcist. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, I always liked it. Um, I don't know. Like, like the thing, obviously. Right. I like a lot trying- of the Italian horror, like um, f- you know, um, Suspiria. I like yes. uh, Profundo Rosso, that stuff. Um, yeah, it's really like all over. The- it's hard to decide which, and you know, oh, Changeling, I love that movie. Do you know that one?
1: Yeah, great movie.
2: Yeah, isn't it good? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like a haunted house movie, I think because the main character was a composer, I thought that that was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, The Shining yes i love the music in that um, right yeah it's just beautifully shot too mm-hmm. um but the witch i love that score
1: that's an unsettling I mean, movie yeah and
2: it's a, yeah the score is very unsettling it's ominous yeah. and obviously like for me that's like important for like a horror movie is like the score like yeah. i really listen to that so sometimes it's like bias kind of why i like the movie but um what about
1: you what are your some of your favorites Score based or movie based, or just movie based? Okay, just quickly though. Score based. Mine is uh, <laughs> mine is sinister. Oh yeah, that is a good score. Was that um it has Clausen? Uh, Did he do that? It's a couple of different. Pe- I think oh, it no. might have been him, but it was also featured some music from the first Over.
2: one. You mean the first one, right? Yes. Yeah, that is a good score. Yeah, it's got Who like a the composer. Over.
1: Let's see, sinister. Let's oh, see. Oliver's on it. Yeah. Oh, that's Christopher right. Christopher
2: Young was the. Oh, uh, I love composer. Chris Young. Yeah, he did a uh, Hellraiser. That's one okay. of my favorite movies too. Let's not. Yeah, the first Hellraiser.
1: That's great. The first one's actually. Yeah, and
2: that mu- the music is so great, so epic.
1: Yeah, that's Suspiria. I love Barker, of of Suspiria. I'm a big Barker fan. fan. Fantastic soundtrack on Suspiria. Oh yeah, Goblin. Yeah, they're actually playing here uh, in LA. Uh, I think I I a week heard or two. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's with um, yeah, fr- Claudio Simonetti, right?
1: I think so. I, I have friends going. I'm very jealous. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, their stuff. Some of, some of my favorite horrors, though, probably mm-hmm. or, original Exorcist. Oh um, yeah, I love that. I mean, Sinister as well. I love that movie. Um, yeah, Mandy. Yeah, I put Exorcist one of them. up there. Do you guys? Yeah, uh,
0: check out Nope. Nope was yeah, fun. Yeah, I
2: watched that. That was pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: that one was good.
2: Yeah, 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 totally. I like I like his
1: stuff. stuff. I on do. On too. I liked Nope more than I liked Us. Us was his weakest one, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. It's weird. I liked Us in the movie theater, but when I sat right. with it, like thought about it more, I didn't like it as much.
1: Yeah, it didn't stick with me. That, that, no, I, that's that's it. I didn't come back. It's not something I'd come back to. But I'd come back. I, I saw it get out twice, and I probably see yeah, nope again. Yeah, me too.
2: Yeah, I own that actually. I like that a lot. That do you know um, it? It follows. I like that movie a lot. That that's a cool movie. It's really cool. I love that soundtrack because I'm a big fan of um, Disaster Piece, his work. Okay, that's
1: yeah, cool. Yeah, he
2: does like video game music, but he, does, he did some horror movies too, which is cool. Very cool.
1: Um, yeah, he's a, great, a people, great composer. A lot of people would disagree with me on this because I know some people don't like the movie and whatever, but I love Midsommar as well. It's one of my top horrors. I like
2: it too, actually.
1: It's yeah, very I neat.
2: actually like that more than um, their other movies What's Harry? it called? I yeah, I liked Harry. it more
1: than that. Me yeah, too. I didn't
2: like Hereditary as much as everyone else did.
1: No, I think I is think better. I do
2: too. I think it's tighter,
1: I think. Yeah. Hereditary like a really had cool... a lot
2: of weird things. Like, why didn't anyone call the cops when this girl was killed? Like, I'm like...
1: Right, right. It just
2: was so... Like, your suspension of disbelief was just, like, so much that I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It. <laughs> and then it just kind of ripped off Rosemary's baby at the end. With all right. the, like, like, the old coven or whatever. The elderly yep, speak, coven.
1: Speaking of Rosemary's Baby, have you seen that American Horror Story's new season is literally just an exact copy of Roma's, Rosemary's Baby's plot?
2: Oh, no, is it? I didn't know like, that.
1: Like, almost down to the detail.
2: Oh, God. They Intentionally one or just, they're just ripping it oh, off? Oh, very
1: intentional. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, they're just kind of phoning it in, it seems like, with that stuff.
1: Well, that and, like, one of the main characters is played by Kim Kardashian. I'm like, right. Yeah, when
2: I saw that, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, my wife is watching it because of Kim Kardashian and oh, no. <laughs> um, I was just like working in my computer, like watching over my shoulder yeah. and I was like, just, like, I said to my wife I was like, this is literally Rosemary's baby like the exact plot <laughs> wow, weird <laughs> so the woman gets like, pregnant just, just to and give it's
2: like the devil baby, whatever
1: Yeah, to give you an example, it's about a woman who's an actress as well who yeah. is trying to get yeah. pregnant can't get pregnant her, her and her husband are trying She's seeing this weird doctor who gives her strange vitamins. who's making her okay. see things. What? Yeah. And it's like a, a demon baby thing as well. It's like, it's just the same movie. Oh like, my exactly. God. Yeah. It
2: is the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially with the like, weird vitamins part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even like down to that stuff.
2: What are they called? Tannis but, root? Yeah. or whatever
1: <laughs> I bet there's a bunch of people who've never seen Rosemary's baby. Who'd be like, this is such a cool concept to be like, yeah, it's I know that's sad, right? right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: did
2: it. You know, I yeah, thought it was exactly. a great score was f- for Chernobyl, <laughs> that that miniseries.
1: I did you guys did watch that? Watch. I, I tried. <laughs> it. And it. Yeah, it fact was tough. That the, Ru- the fact that the Russians had English accents bothered me so much, I couldn't watch it.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, it's Sometimes just so that strange. stuff really just bothers me. So yeah, I'm just like, dude, what? really?
1: Yeah. Like no, I know if you it mean. was American, but if it was American, I wouldn't question it because you know everyone's American in movies, but like specifically making them English, it was such a weird choice.
2: Well I think what's his name of Swedish though, right? Like uh... Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Just get, but get I think if someone... you listen it's a great soundtrack though, check out the soundtrack.
1: Okay. Uh, maybe I should try it. It's again, one of my favorites, actually. That. Like, yeah, if you can get, get past Russian that, actors. it's pretty good, I
2: think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Well now you can't. Though. That's Yeah, I
1: know. That now you, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Hey, there's Russian Americans.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, um yeah, I know. I agree with you though, yeah. It is weird. I always think it's weird that every like I don't know, like fantasy movie everyone has to have an English accent. Like
1: Right. Right. Or every ro- every movie about ancient Rome that everyone Romans English. I'm like, "Why?"
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, like that like Shakespearean kind of thing or whatever.
1: Yeah, let's get the Italians. Like it's you bizarre. know, Italians are closer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, funny, Brendan. What about you? Uh, what are some of your favorites?
0: Oh, well, recently, I would definitely go with Nope. I thought that was great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then ah, man, we were mentioned The Witch too. I haven't watched a lot of like old classics in a while. Trying to think of like something that like I
2: don't know.
0: Yeah, which ones do you go back to
2: ever? Any ones that you rewatch? Conjuring. To the first Halloween I kind of like.
0: Yeah, That's Halloween fun. was definitely good.
2: Cause it's kind of like subtle too.
0: Yeah, soundtrack's uh, so good too. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, Halloween. Candyman. Oh, I Candyman at the yeah. other day. Candyman like, great. Yeah. There's a remake, I guess, recently. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. Um, the old that one. was
1: that was Peel. That was Jordan Peel. Oh, right. Was it any good? I honestly enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was kind of like, yeah. it held up.
2: Cool. Nice. I like the original. Lot. I love the, the soundtrack was Philip Glass, actually, right? On Believe the new
1: one? No, on the original. Original. Okay. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, so it's like that minimal Philip Glass kind of vibe. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I I, I read this interview with um, John Carpenter, and he was talking mm-hmm. about how the only reason that Halloween soundtrack is so minimalistic is literally because he wasn't very good at music, and so yeah, he, I believe he made that. that because that's all he could do. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. And then when you did the thing, he's like, okay, I'm not very good. I want this to be really good. And you hired that dude. Um, oh,
2: Morricone, yeah.
1: Yeah, Morricone. Um, Who
2: basically did of... like a John Carpenter soundtrack <laughs> for that one.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was still like really minimal, but it did have yeah. some cool stuff, but it was like in John Carpenter's style, which is funny. He made him do that. I think he knew like what he wanted to hear, which is the most yeah. important thing, I think, you know?
1: Yeah, from what I read, there was like a bunch of rewrites on that one where he's like, make it more like this and just like <laughs> kind of turned right. it into like something he would have made if he had more talent. It's kinda of cool.
3: Yeah,
2: I think I heard that um the outtakes for that were used in like um he used it later for um a Tarantino movie. Really? Yeah, the Hateful Eight. Oh, I love that movie. So Morricone used like stuff that wasn't used for the thing in that. <laughs>
1: crazy that's so much Isn't that nuts? and such such a different Beca- style of because because he
2: didn't have a lot of time to do it and he was like why don't i just use like i'll do a couple cues like new cues but then we'll like rework some of the stuff from the thing he's like all right <laughs> like because Very tarantino cool. only gave him like a month or something ridiculous to write it it was like a last minute thing he wanted because he usually uses like you know like just already existing music whatever so right. then but yeah, so he's kind of under time pressure. So they ended up using outtakes from the thing, which I thought was crazy. All
1: right. I'm going to have isn't, to rewatch that, wild? that now and listen yeah. to that. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, right?
2: I love that. That's so cool. I know. So that's probably the stuff that John Carpenter was like, this doesn't really fit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, weird. It's,
1: it's funny, though, because apparently when he came back to him with the first like dr- rough version or whatever, he's like, I want it to be more like Escape from you at Manhattan. Right. Okay. And that a was from his, New like, York, yeah. Just from New York, sorry. Yeah, that's the one. And that was his reference point. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's his own stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
2: But I love um, the fog too. That's a great score. Yeah, I like that movie too. It's a creepy movie. That is cool.
1: All that stuff. Um, Brendan, I, I I just noticed we've gone off uh, time wise. Uh, do you have? Any oh other yeah, questions? we're probably running out of time. Do you have any questions you want to ask still before we talk about <laughs> horror the whole evening?
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, have you, uh, what are your favorite, uh, venues around, uh, Rhode are you Island? Still there. Yeah, I'm here. Hello.
1: You may have lost him. Let me, uh, i I know I one of the you. questions. I'm here. Oh, I'm
0: oh, oh, yeah, talking. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, it wasn't coming through. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's odd. We got you now. Um,
0: well, I was saying, uh, <laughs> um, what are uh, your uh, favorite uh, local venues that you uh, catch shows at in uh, Rhode Island?
2: Yeah, there's like a f- couple. There's a place called Dusk that's pretty cool. It's in Providence. It's like a s- kind of small venue, but they have like some good metal shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not. Oh, Alchemy. That's a good place, too. Um, but yeah, it's kind of not a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of bands bypass Providence now. So so they'll do, like, New York and then Boston, you know? Um, It didn't always... It wasn't always that way, but, you know, so a lot of times I'll have to go up to Boston to see stuff, but, um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's kind of like... You would think, like, they'd want to do a show in the middle, but um, I guess they figure people from Providence would just come up to Boston, but... So, yeah. I'm kind of a hermit now, though, anyway, so... (laughs) I'm just sitting here writing music the whole time, but, um, yeah. What about near you? What's what's there?
0: Um, oh well, we got Toad's Place. Is uh, that over there? Toad's Place is in New Haven, I think, right? Yeah, and then. Um,
2: right. Yeah, I used to go there. That was a cool place.
0: Yeah. Then there's uh, the Webster Theater in Hartford. Um, oh right. Okay. There's I've some been cool there. Ones there. Yeah, that's a nice nice venue. Yeah. Uh, Cherry Street Station. Yep um that's in wallingford those are and then Mm -hmm. uh there used to be a spot down um in connecticut and then like the the last show that i saw there and i think they put on was um the new england stoner doom festival and it was like three four days of like some pretty cool bands you know and then um nice I don't know. Yeah, that that one shut down. It
2: was kind of a neat little space. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I hope that like people still like going to live venues. It seems like it's kind of making a comeback after COVID, you know?
1: I'm there yeah. all the time. I constantly at live music. Yeah, I love it. I Me can too. go as best I can, I think too, like, for sure.
2: Yeah, I try to encourage my students to go to live stuff, you know, if they're old enough and stuff, like... It's inspiring you know
1: it is it's a different experience listening to it
2: yeah totally
1: yeah. Well, i mean there's so, I mean,
2: many, so many people just listen to soundcloud and stuff or whatever but
1: yeah right and like and spotify you, like people don't go to live music that's a shame it's like you're missing out on so much that you can't get from listening to it there's like a sense of community of belonging there's the actual yeah, power, just, like the power of it live yeah just like feeding off the audience you know like yeah the energy
2: Totally. Ah, awesome. i remember like playing live shows and just like the audience is really really into it and it's like you just feed off that and it, you get like you play even better because this is like yeah it's that sort of yeah. yeah it's an interesting like exchange of energy you know mm-hmm. hell yeah man yeah you don't yeah, get that get with, what with just listening
1: this is right. interesting though because there's a lot of musicians that we talk to who don't go to live music i'm like that's so strange, though. Like, you'd ex- you expect other people to come see you play, but you don't see other people in <laughs> your local. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. I find, that, I find that weird. Yeah, no, I agree.
2: I'm always supporting, like, friends' bands and stuff when they play, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. Of course. But, that's what, that's what oh. you do.
0: Right. It was, uh, yep. um, uh, my buddy's band opened up for um, Crowbar on Sunday, you know? And it was fucking sweet. Oh,
2: cool yeah well, yeah i remember crowbar i didn't know they were still playing
0: yeah nice they played um they did a little oh, so what's Coast the first
2: show you guys people? have seen i'm curious <laughs> first show oh jeez yeah first, show. first show. yeah first, oh, first shows let's hear it
1: as embarrassing like as they may play. be first show that's oh. not with like my fa- my family as a child i'll go with yeah what's up that was, uh, for me, it was Job for a Cowboy, Behemoth, and Goat Whore. Oh, wow. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I feel mine That's was like... Uh, some embarrassing ones, but... <laughs> I went to like the, was the... warp The warp Tour.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I saw a bunch of,
0: like Punk like Bands. Like Blink-182? Um, <laughs> I feel like... No, nah, I don't think they were... No, nah, I don't know. It <laughs> no, was I know. I don't know. 97, um, it was, it was oh, okay. 97, Yeah. yeah. and uh, so it was like, um, it was like Rancid, Dropkick Murphys, Hate okay, Yep. like, um, nice. Uh, I Nice. I want to say like Save Ferris and some other like, um, there was a bunch of other crazy bands. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Kid Rock before he had like a big album, you know, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh, wow. He was like on this tiny stage, <laughs> and he was like, baby rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Weird. yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, definitely teenage rock. <laughs> that was pretty right. funny. That's awesome.
1: What about, what about? Yeah. What about you? Oh, oh, uh,
2: my first. I guess like my brother took me to Rush, so that was like the first big show. Amazing. Oh, that's so cool. that was yeah, that was a, especially uh, I was just starting to play drums. Yeah, that was pretty intense. I said and it's that a was high like, standard i know i was kind of depressed after i was like fuck i really need to practice like
1: <laughs> Damn. it was like
2: inspiring and depressing at the same time yeah but um yeah that was like power windows tour or whatever oh wow so that was like the first big like arena show but then like the first small venue was probably like oh it might have been like ramones or something like that yeah okay yeah because i used to sneak out of the house with my older friend and he would take me no, wait, Hopefully, nice. my par- parents won't listen to this. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, um, yeah, we used to go to this club called the Living Room in Providence. That place was awesome. Like the old one. This is back in like the '80s. Like I saw King Diamond there and stuff. Oh no, I nice. and like sl- Slayer on South of Heaven that tour. Wow. Yeah, that was sick. They had a, like cool. great shows there, it was kind of a small venue. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And it was like a family too. It was a really cool place.
1: Very cool. And they had Slayer player there. That's sick. And King Diamond. Yeah. And I
2: saw Faith No More there too.
1: Wow. Nice.
2: On the um, the real thing, like that first, the first, is that the first album? I forgot about uh,
1: it. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. That was I think, cool. I
1: think so. Yeah.
2: They weren't super big yet. They were just starting to blow up. So it was like, it was like a lot of people there, but it wasn't crazy. Nice. Great. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great venue. It was like a classic venue.
1: Yeah, then it got care, shut, to, shut down. But we care a lot. Was their first album? Um, the real thing oh, okay. was their third, and that's where they blew up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that and was kind of the tour that I saw. Angel Dust is what made them absolutely massive. So, like, Real Thing, they were starting oh, to get right. momentum, and then Angel Dust, like, they took off.
2: Yeah, yeah. You guys know Mr. Bungle at all?
1: Oh yeah, of yeah. course.
2: Yeah, I saw that one of those shows, like California, I think that album. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so that was pretty amazing, actually.
1: That was from, like, uh, is, 99 or something? Um,
2: yeah. Helmet, I've I've seen Helmet live, too.
1: Yeah, they're nice. playing...
2: You guys like Helmet? Uh, yeah. 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 Strap it on. Awesome. That's good shit. Well, that drummer plays uh, in battles, right? I actually don't know. Oh, from, uh, yeah. Helmet? I think so, yeah.
1: Cool, Brendan. um, Anyway, we're getting off topic. No, you're totally fine. We're um, (laughs) clicking up to the hour. Did you have anything else you want to ask?
0: Um, well, I don't know if this is like a thing I read on the internet or what, but um,
2: (laughs) Uh oh, I like the sound of that. Where do babies (laughs) come from?
0: (laughs) If what? Where do you go for a good cabinet?
2: (laughs) Oh, cabinet! Wow, you're talking like Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. man! I haven't had cabinets and stuff was a kid, but I guess Newport creamery that's where you go. What is a cabinet? <laughs> it's kind of like a milkshake. Someone just asked me like the difference. Does it have an egg in it or something? Oh that's I don't something know. different that's I, like a I have no idea. I've, I've never heard of one. It's a Rhode Island thing. It's like okay. a weird or maybe it's just like an ice cream cabinet. and soda thing like a s
0: ice cream float, float or whatever essentially it <laughs> what. Was you just read? A milkshake. <laughs>
2: It's, it's what? Milkshake, yeah.
0: It's the milkshake, yeah.
1: Ice yeah, cream yeah. and milk. Oh, it says, yeah. co- it says, okay. This is what oh, the internet coffee. says. Yeah, coffee, coffee is the milk? difference. Coffee syrup. Well, coffee yeah, milk is different, like, too.
2: Oh, coffee and, syrup. What? Yeah, that's a Rhode Island thing.
1: And coffee ice cream,
2: apparently. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you guys don't know about coffee syrup. No, what's that? It's like, you know, like chocolate syrup like yeah. you, that you make like chocolate milk with? This is like coffee syrup, so it's like coffee flavored. Okay, it's actually Looking pretty it. good. This is like,
3: yeah, I'll
2: send you guys some. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, you're Tell in you
2: Connecticut, you can you can get it. You
1: can get your own. Bedroom. I can probably find <laughs> it. Yeah, I gotta look for it now. Go go get a cabinet this weekend. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god, yeah, there's some weird Rhode Island things. That's funny. Yeah,
1: it's
0: good stuff. I love it. Um. And then, oh, uh, well, is that your... it being a major regional cuisine, event, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say is uh, since like Rhode Island's pretty seasonal with tourists and blah blah blah. blah. Um, yeah. What is is there? Do you have like a favorite restaurant that's only open like during the this like the busy season?
2: Um, no, it's usually like. The restaurants are open year-round usually, even like the seafood places. So, yeah, I don't know. Not really. I don't really eat out that much, to be honest. So it's like, there are some good places I go to, but yeah. What man, is man, man. a Johnny? What is a Johnny cake? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny cake, it's like a fritter, I think. Like a, It's like a corn fritter or something, right? Or maybe it's just like a... It's a weird pancake thing. Yeah, with corn, it's, oh, it's, like it's a, co- a pancake cornbread with oats
3: in it.
1: Cornbread right? yeah.
3: pancake?
2: Yeah, it's a cornbread pancake. Exactly. Huh. It's like stuff that you have at like fairs here and stuff.
1: Okay. What about... Wow, Her- Johnny
2: Cake. What about
1: hermit cookies?
2: Mm, hermit cookies. I'm just looking at That's, a list of... That sounds uh, like a main thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, a hermit cookie. I don't know what that. Is. We have hot wieners. You guys know what that is?
1: Yeah, I saw that one. They're
2: like hot dogs, like little hot dogs with like a a meat sauce on it. But it has yeah. like a weird curry fl- curry flavor. It's really pretty good, actually. Interesting.
1: It sounds yeah. good. I'd eat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and they call them New York system for some reason. Even though really. you go to New York and they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they wanted it to be, like, legit, like, this is, like, what they have in New York, but it's, like, nothing like anything in New York. I have yeah. one
1: more food item question. What is a stuffy? Okay. What is a stuffy?
2: Oh, a stuffy. That's, like, a stuffed clam. Like, a, So it's, like, a big mm-hmm. clam that they, like, they take out the inside oh, okay. and then they chop it up, and then they put it with, like, breadcrumbs and stuff and stuff it back in.
1: That sounds amazing.
2: It's really good, actually, yeah. So we have good seafood yeah. here, that's for sure.
0: Wow. Yeah, you
1: guys definitely have Well, you get good stuff.
2: seafood in California, though, too. It's different, you know though. Like you got, like, the beck sushi there and stuff. We do. That's good.
1: You guys get really good, like, clam chowder and stuff, though. I love that stuff. Though.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have all different types of clam chowder, too. Like, yeah. There is yeah. a Rhode Island clam chowder, which is, like, the, is the clear it one. It's, the like, white. the most boring of it's <laughs> the most boring of the three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, has, it's red, yeah.
2: white, and clear. Like, we're, like, the clear one. Like, <laughs>
1: Which one's your favorite?
2: <laughs> Ooh.
1: That's I like tough cuz yeah, I like the white too,
2: but sometimes the red is yeah. nice too cuz it's like a that tomato base. Yeah. depends on the mood, but but yeah, I like I the white absolutely. too like white, white is super is. filling too.
1: It is. It's good.
2: It's like super yeah. heavy, but it's, it, yeah, it's it, like
0: it's definitely...
1: yeah. I had never had clam chowder until I moved to the US and then I became I obsessed. Grew, I
0: grew it. up in New Hampshire, so I had Yeah. Plenty of clam chowder so it's funny is, lobster, I bisque. Thinking, lobster bisque lobster bisque, is is so bisque. Yeah. Yeah. Lobster, lobster bisque
2: lobster bisque is so good
0: yeah lobster bisque <laughs> lobster lobster first day lobster
2: that's a good one that could be the name of your... that could be a good food truck name dude
0: yeah that's your yeah, food yeah.
2: lobster food truck
0: she owes <laughs> so me awesome. lobster money oh jesus um <laughs> I was gonna say the um <laughs> I was on this like big list of like silly stuff from Rhode Island and food. Um, they called like grinders or subway like sandwiches or whatever, right? I I grew up in New oh, Hampshire. Grinder, and I always, yeah. I always, it, I always called it a grinder.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's the same in New Hampshire. Yeah.
0: I never never call it but, a, a sub. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. If you go to New York, it's like a hoagie or something, right? Or a sub, I, so. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe uh, hoagie maybe is like a- Philadelphia. Our new jersey it's so cool i like that that
2: everything has like a regional yeah like this different yeah, regional regional things you know makes mm-hmm. it interesting because right? our country is so big it's like you, you might as well be in like a different country when you go to like you know what i mean like texas is like a different country really you know
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, fantastic. like, California,
2: like, that's its own country, you know? It, like, it is. Oh, yeah. If you look it, at it, like, if you look at it, like, Europe, you know, that's kind of the way I look at the U.S.
1: It's in, like, it's got one of the top, like, the largest economies in the entire world, in, like, the top ten. And it's a state, you know? It's, like, it is a country, Well, basically. Texas? And Texas and California. California, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts, dude. Massive. Like yeah, such California such The L.A. basin area has the population of Australia. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's nuts. Like New Zealand. the whole country? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you combine. Where are you from?
2: Are you from Australia? Where are you from originally?
1: I'm originally from uh, South Africa.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah, because your accent's different. Yeah, it's not really. I
1: I have a weird accent because I grew up. I was from South Africa. I grew up in New Zealand and then I moved to Australia. So it's like a a weird blend. Yeah, it's a
2: combination of those. Yeah. Yeah. My neighbor actually yeah. is working in South Africa now, which is funny.
1: Oh, cool. Do you know
2: where? I think Johannesburg, like the big oh. Johannesburg. <laughs> that's a scary place.
1: It's um, rough. He said it's really yeah. rough. Like he's like yeah, if you rough. stop driving, like people like hijack yeah. your car and stuff. No, that's legit. Oh, At night geez. if it's a red light, you that's, don't stop.
2: No, that's what he said, dude. It sounds scary yeah. and like it's nuts, dude.
1: Cape Town's but super he's... super cool though. Like if you want to visit somewhere and like spend some okay, time yeah, yeah. Cape Town's a lot chiller. J- Johannesburg's a bit of a scary place. Where did you live? Where where were you? Uh, Durban. In Cape Town? On, on the East Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cape Town's West Coast. Durban's East Coast. So yeah, Cape Town's yeah. like colder, much colder, kind of like, I don't know, more European weather, I guess. And then yeah. uh, Durban's tropical.
2: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Wow, so but you
1: moved around a lot. I did, yeah. And now I'm here. <laughs> San Diego. Yeah. There you go. Yeah perfect weather right Uh, (laughs) oh until this year yeah oh yeah yeah it's it's been weird this year i don't know did you deal with fires at all where you are uh not so much no not where you are no no not not so much yet i don't know they're saying that there still could be but we had you're more in the it's like southern right it's like i'm not yeah we're on the border like i i can get i'm like a 20 minute drive from mexico right right exactly um we uh we've had like a weird year with rain where it's like we had a couple of months where it should should have been warm and sunny and it yeah. was just raining and cloudy, which is like, we needed it, you know, but it's meant that we've mm-hmm. had kind of a weird summer. It was super hot, but we didn't have many fires because, you know, shit wasn't so dry.
2: Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Everything seems to be flipped. Like, as far as like, I mean, it usually gets cool here in September, but it was really hot. A lot yeah, of September. This so. whole year is yeah, just
1: off, like everywhere, cool. like, not just the US, like the whole world. Like
2: We got but, a lot of rain too in the summer. Yeah. Right. Or it's like one month where it rains all month and the next month it's like totally dry. But... Yeah, exactly.
1: It's, it's been like that for us too. It's weird. Mm. Um, Brendan, did you have anything else or are you good? I, I think we're good to go. Sweet. Yeah, do you
2: guys edit this or what, what is the process? We do, yeah. Process?
1: Yeah, but cool. I, I do have one more question you for you. Good enough. Okay, sure. It's uh, Everyone who comes on the show gets asked this one. Okay. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, and you had nothing but a podcast, sorry, a uh, solar powered discman, and three <laughs> CDs to listen to over and over again until you're rescued. What would you want them to be? Oh god!
2: Wow, let me think about those.
1: Yeah, no worries. It's a tough one.
2: I'm trying to think what I listen to most, like now, it'd have to be definitely an Iron Maiden album. <laughs> okay. What? Which one, though? That's tough. I don't know. This Cause... is so hard. I mean, I like <laughs> all these composers too. Like, what genre are we talking
1: about? Oh, anything you want. So, I mean, like, it's good to get some variety uh, if you have some different uh, stuff you listen to. Okay. Hmm. And that's just me personally. You go all the first Iron Maiden want. album. Okay, the very very first one.
2: Yeah, which is people are going to find odd, but I like Paul Diano's. Okay. Think, if, for some reason. <laughs> well, let's see. Number two. Well, I like Schubert, like I would have to be a Schubert thing, like um, Death and the Maiden, that string quartet, so something with that on it. Okay, let's see. This is so hard because I like so (laughs) many kinds of music.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. I'm the same. I have to leave
2: Bach out of here.
1: Like the master.
2: I know, but like, what album do I consider perfect? I think I got to think about that. Right.
1: Yeah. That's the, that's like there the are thing. certain albums that you
2: consider to be perfect, you know?
1: That you can listen to start to finish over and over again.
2: Yeah. Oh, I know. King Crimson Red.
1: Nice. There you go.
2: I love that album. And that, that album, like, changed my life, actually. There you go. Perfect yeah. pick. Like, the trajectory of...
1: Have you heard that one? Yeah. I've heard everything. It's
2: so, it's so dark and heavy. Yeah. No, it's a fantastic like, when album. When I first heard it, I'm like, this isn't like, yes, you know? Right. Because I, I, I thought I knew Prague rock, and then I heard that. I'm like, "Wow, it can get dark." like: Yeah and everyone, heavy, you know? everyone
1: considers "In the Court of the Crimson King" to be their best album. and I, it is fantastic.: It is great. It yeah. is like so, Epitaph,
2: that song like makes me cry every
1: time. Right. But from, I think like, for me, I, can, I kind of think of King Crimson" if you break the discography into two halves. right. Like, uh, "In the Court of the Crimson King" is their masterpiece in the first half of their career then Red kind of kicks in the sec- second half as the fifth p- yeah. album.
2: Because you need, like, um, Bill Bruford on drums, right? For mm-hmm.
1: me. Discipline's and even, great, like, too.
2: It is great. Red, it's different it kind of album, too, because it's got um, Adrian Ballou, right? I think so. Yeah, he sings on that. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, they have, like, Frame by Frame is on that, right? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good. But that was, like, even more... Like, Beat, that album, too. It was more modern, kind of.
1: Yeah, that was the shift. Like, Red was... Yeah, Red was a departure, and Red, then it took things...
2: You know, way. on Red, there's an there's a song that was recorded in Providence, Rhode Island. Really? The song called Providence. Yeah, it was oh, okay. recorded live. Live at the venue in Providence. Yeah, oh, that's isn't that cool. cool?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know who else is a bit like that, as well, with their discography, is um, Moody Blues. They've got, See, like, but I left...
2: Yeah, Oh, I like Moody Blues, yeah.
1: I do, too. Yeah, it's just called, Oh, like, I left out... Birds okay. of
2: Fire by Mahavishnu Orchestra. Shit.
1: That's your backup. That could be your bonus album. All right, bonus, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's okay.
2: Yeah, what Moody Blues, what's your favorite Moody Blues album?
1: That's the thing. It's like they got some stuff that's different, but like Days of Future Past, very o- obviously. Because it's right. Got, yeah, you know, I like that one the best, I think. Um, but then you go to stuff like uh, In Search of the Lost Chord and Every Good Boy Deserves Favor are both great as well. True.
2: Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Sort of different, very different sounding albums.
1: Yeah, different stages. Like anything, any prog different band. Different band lineups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, any prog band has that. It's like, uh, you're going to mm-hmm. have this stuff. I mean, Traffic's kind of the same. Traffic's got like, you know, so much, such different stuff. Like The Low Spark of High Heel Boys is my favorite album, but Mr. Fantasy is a masterpiece as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
1: Good stuff. Now yep. I'm
2: thinking of all the ones I missed, but there you go. <laughs> there we'll you to go. settle on that. Right. Yeah, like, uh, uh, can I have another backup?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: Uh, gentle giant, the power and the glory. Oh, good choice. That's a great one. I love one. That. Oh, yeah, I like okay. that
1: you'll appreciate this. I was at last thing before we finished, but it's gentle giant related. And it's, it's okay. never, gentle Giant hasn't come up on the podcast. So I've never mentioned this before, but nice. I, I was at a, um, I was at a record store looking through like the, the old school, like classic rock section. And they had a mm-hmm. gentle giant and they had, um, let me pull up the discography. I can't remember which album it was. One second. It was okay. It was the first album, gentle giant, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Right. But the album cover was giant for a day. Oh, and weird. Was, I was like, I asked the dude, I was like, what's up with this? Like, this is like, I'm looking at the track listing. Like these are the songs from gentle giant. Why, why does it say giant for a day?
2: Yeah, isn't so one where the giants holding them in his hand? Is that the one? No, it's the one Cover? that's it's, it's like
1: blue with like the giant's face on it. Is all it is, and it says "Giant." Oh, for right, a game. okay. It's yeah, like yeah. super late career, like nineteen seventy-eight. It's, it's not right, very, right. It's, not, okay. it's, not, it's not very good, but the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it was like this weird misprint that they did. Um, wow, they screwed up at the factory." And like, I I didn't buy it's probably it. Probably worth a lot of money, I know. right? I, yeah. I, I I didn't buy it. And I oh was no. Like, why didn't I? I, guess I always think back and like, why didn't I buy this? It's probably worth something. But it was really funny. It was just like <laughs> one album in another album's like s- sleeve, a printed wrong. It was funny. That's crazy. Yeah, that happens, I guess. You said the power and the glory, right? Was your pick?
2: Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: that one's great, and Octopus is fantastic.
2: Octopus is great too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the first. Those are one, probably the first two albums I heard, actually okay so they're kind of like sentimental too but i love um the darkest one is probably uh acquiring the taste
1: Which one that? oh the tongue oh the tongue right
2: yeah yeah i love that that's it's super kind of kind of dark actually that's really good um, too that's like yeah six, i really like that one
1: that's like 71 it's like, all great
2: yeah it's yeah early 70s that, Yeah. that's
1: the other thing about all these bands man like you know you, th- you look at all these discographies and like like, hey, so okay, this one was 1970, and then there's like seven between like 1970 and 1974 or something. Like, all these classic yeah, prog bands and stoner bands, super and, like, prolific. Just they churned out like these masterpieces one after the other in like six six month spans. Like Sabbath's the same. Like Sabbath, I know. Sabbath's first two albums came out in like the same year, and both of those are like considered like seminal.
2: It's, it's, yeah, even like Miles Davis, like some of his stuff. Like he he recorded like two albums in one day once. It's crazy, like yeah. two whole albums. Like, yeah, you know what I think it was too. A lot of these bands were all like super well rehearsed, you know. Yeah,
1: they played like bands.
2: Ba- yeah, bands now are just like they're like manufactured or they're not like they're recording. A, you know, they're not like playing as much. I don't think you know no. unless they're like t- a touring band. But well, I think so yeah, I think all these bands were like well-oiled machines. You know,
1: I think it's because then if you were good, you could actually make money doing it. Compared to now, it's it was true, like, true. Uh, But I mean,
2: don't you also think people are more like open-minded then, or something?
1: I no, I think I don't think it's that. I think it's that stuff was so new and innovative that people like became latched onto it. Like you know what I mean? Like now we're so more uh,
2: like curious about it, or something.
1: Yeah, I think now we're like yeah, it's like we're just
2: oversaturated now, right?
1: Oversaturated. It's like something cool comes in, like yeah, that's kind of cool. If that can come along in the seventies, people like. I've never heard anything like this, and they just blow up and become huge. Like,
2: yeah, because if you, if you look at, like, who was on Woodstock, like, it's, like, all different genres, you know? Yeah. And people were, like, into it. Exactly. Like, if that happened now, like, people would be like, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't belong together,
0: you yeah. know?
1: I I went to a Kinda festival like, like that up in Oregon where they had... Oh, go ahead, Brendan. Sorry. Oh, no. I was gonna say, like,
0: Creedence yeah.
1: uh, Clearwater
0: was the uh, first band, I think, to sign up for Woodstock.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. then it was like Santana and then like Hendrix. Like,
1: right, and there man, was some right. like
2: R&B stuff, right? Like R&B and like fo- like folky yeah. kind of stuff. It was like...
1: Yeah. Credence are another great band. but I, I feel bad the fact yeah. that they ended up like splitting up as a band like basically broke. I
2: know. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. they got the that screwed record contract like, or whatever
1: yeah
0: fine. like sue the company for all the rights of his songs back to own his music yeah yeah it yeah.
2: took him forever to get his music back what's his yeah. name i guess like uh, back yeah. then like
0: he had signed a contract to something that like john fogerty or whatever yeah. yeah um that had like had, nuts, um, basically they owned music that he hadn't even written yet Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. Like,
2: if, yeah. You can, yeah, it's nuts, dude. That happens to a lot of artists, you know? It's crazy. I mean, that even happened to, like, Taylor Swift, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. She was smart the way she went around it, though. She just re recorded all of it herself. She re recorded it. Yeah, it was smart. Hey, I'm re releasing my entire discography, and her fans, like, we'll buy it again. Like, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, they buy anything, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, she could, like, spit on a piece of paper and, like, they'd buy it. I know. Yeah, it's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Swifties are not. She, she
2: lives in Rhode Island.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
2: She has like a summer house in Rhode Island, of course.
1: Oh, she did like an album about that. I think. Like uh, did she? I think it's called. My, my wife's a massive Swiftie, so I know more than I'd like to. Oh, she. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's called like folklore or something. <laughs> oh yeah, that has to do with with. It's Rhode about Island her like buying a old house out that way. It's, it's, uh, oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, old house. It's like a super giant like <laughs> old mansion. I don't know if it's is it old.
1: I don't know. it's like if the songs my wife plays them all the time are accurate, it's like from some rich like old old American like uh Probably old,
2: yeah. Old probably my, is, old money yeah.
1: dynasty or something.
2: Yeah, that could be. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I kinda know where her house is, but if I get <laughs> a fine. picture of her, I'll send it to you for your wife to
1: to see. Yeah. Yeah, dude, please. Yeah, she'd love that. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> um we uh we'll we come up on t- we actually gone over overtime, but it's totally fine. Can't believe uh, we're
2: ending on Taylor Swift,
1: but I that's know it. I'm not gonna end on Taylor Swift. Edit that out of there. No. It's okay. I'll put it in like the uh the, the background stuff, like the keywords, <laughs> so we'll get a bunch of Swifties listening. We'll blow You're gonna
2: make it like my desert island pick.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna edit the this audio and say yeah. uh, Taylor Swift. Three times. Um, Yeah, all three of
2: Taylor Swift's albums are my Desert (laughs) Island pick.
1: Um, So a final question to to cleanse the palate. Uh, Okay. If people want to listen to your music or buy your music or follow you on social media, where do they do that? They can go
2: to yogothrecords.bandcamp.com and uh, they can hear all the music there. And I'm also on Instagram. I think it's just yogothrecords. Okay so yeah that's pretty much it we don't really have a website so oh awesome. yeah the band camp has everything it um, does i can confirm yeah
1: yeah awesome well thank- thanks so much for having me yeah. i appreciate it thanks for coming on it's been a lot oh. of fun chatting with you appreciate totally. it and uh for anyone listening at home tune in next time we'll have another guest for you